0: Hello and welcome to Do The Right Thing, your weekly writing prompt podcast. I'm Alexandra. And I'm
1: Jarvis. Jarvis and I are aspiring writers, uh, but we never actually sit down and write. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we're doing a challenge. Each week you sit down and write a complete short story using three or four randomly generated words. Then we come on the podcast, we read a story,
0: we talk about what we learned in reading it, and then we talk about stories sent in by you wonderful listeners.
1: We're simply here to help you do the right thing. A, a Doof, Doof Media, Media Production. Production. So this week's uh, is a
0: little bit different of an episode. A bit uh, different. You may may have noticed that the, the runtime for this one is a bit shorter, and it's not because we got our shit together and uh, learned how to how to manage our time or anything. Um, we're actually just <laughs> going to... We're not going to be doing the the story reading section this week. Um, Jarvis and I both are under kind of a lot of pressure right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, finals, finals are coming up mostly. soon. <laughs> um, yeah, you said you had like two timed tests this week past weekend
1: yeah uh on this last uh, sunday when we were supposed to normally uh record i had two time tests and uh, they all had lockdown browsers so i couldn't yeah. cheat i'm very <laughs> disappointed about that um but yeah i have i have no clue what is the issue with these english teachers all giving me the exact same work on three different days and tests here and there and group projects but you know what I am a college student, so I get it, but I hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm under a lot of stress
0: as well. I'm trying to finally uh, apply to places and and move up north finally. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but my depression is really kicking my ass. I'm supposed to go get a psychiatry appointment sometime uh, uh, the next while. So hopefully that that gets dealt with <laughs> as well. <laughs> sometime next Well, okay yeah well like uh so i have a therapist and they were like Mm -hmm. yeah i will uh set up a a thing for you that you'll, you'll get a call the next day and i was like hey i didn't get the call Uh, what's the number of the person and uh, she was like here it is and i called the person and they didn't answer and then the next day they called me back we're like hey you called and i was like yeah i i haven't been called and they were like okay i'll make sure i'll call someone to make sure that they call you and i was like great cool that was last friday so it's it's still no um that
1: seems so overly complicated yeah
0: so (laughs) i called again and they still didn't answer which is fine Uh, it's lit um but i'm hoping that they call me back and i can finally get that all scheduled and whatever anyway anyway long the, the point of all this is that jobs <laughs> are Jarves- <laughs> under a lot of pressure so uh we're going to be um it, this episode is going to be a bit shorter uh it will just be doing the delicious submitted uh story section mm-hmm. and um we will be going on hiatus for the next uh two weeks as well uh as finals wrap up for us and everything um yeah so we we just wanted to give y'all a heads up for that there will be no episode um next week on what is that uh the uh, 26th be, yeah and no episode on the third but we will be back on may
1: 10th so mm-hmm. so you uh, will be know. good we'll be back with a whole new energy whole new flow so yeah i am excited to sort of take this time to really make sure that we both Really knock out these uh finals but i will be waiting with beta breath to come back and
0: yeah and, and so additionally we also we um will absolutely be talking about the stories um we'll, we'll be sending out a prompt every week definitely and we'll be talking about the stories submitted um unless that there's like if it maintains at the at the rate right now at about like five ish every week um then i do personally plan to uh talk about all the stories submitted when we get back mm-hmm. um I think we we might just do another listener submitted story section episode uh, when we get back because that would be at least fifteen stories and yeah, uh, that's a lot at, at our rate that's like an hour and a half of talk it probably wouldn't be that long cause we'd get into a flow but like it would be it would be pretty long if we talked the story on top of that so we don't want to bore y'all uh, but we do want to send our appreciation and give y'all encouragement for uh, sending in your stories that's the the most important thing to us but finally uh, when we get back and when we have the time. Uh, to, to do a real episode what we want to start doing is um uh, instead of reading uh just a random story or a story that we wrote to start uh reading listener submitted stories mm-hmm. um uh, we talked about that last week and we we got some feedback from y'all on the discord and in, in our uh in the the comments of our um of, of the episode and um seems that y'all uh, like the idea or at least don't not like it and of course y'all can always change your minds and send us an email or, or leave us a comment or or, or something and, and we'll consider it absolutely uh but yeah so um starting i guess it would be the the week after we get back so episode what 107 or something 107, for um, yeah for the to, for the week uh of the 9th through the 17th i think mm-hmm. um we will uh take the stories that y'all have submitted we'll pick one um based off of some metric and we'll like um probably use some amount of randomness but we'll also probably pick some to make sure you know that it, it, it fits to what we want to talk about that week um uh, but we'll in some way we'll, we'll pick a story uh from what y'all have submitted and we'll read it on the podcast and then we'll talk about it we won't be like too critical or anything maybe give a little bit of advice or something but you know it's, it's not going to be any sort of yeah, tearing down or anything and and for the most part we'll be praising you i'm sure
1: it is just a, a chance for um, that person to get a bit more clout so we are <laughs> looking forward to that
0: <laughs> please don't bully your your fellow writers because you got right on the the podcast and they didn't or something <laughs> um we'll, we'll do some stuff to make sure uh, that everyone gets like a chance um mm-hmm. like Fair well uh, well of course like log you know who we're choosing and make sure that we don't like choose the same person you know three times in a row or or whatever um so don't worry. It, like, if you keep writing for the podcast, you will get read right on the podcast at some point. Like, I guarantee. And uh, yeah, it's I'm really excited about it because y'all do such amazing stories, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's gonna be a time. lot nicer than um you know when we get like a random story from the flipping 1900s or 1800s or whatever. <laughs> I, I think I think we'll enjoy reading y'all's stories quite a bit more. So mm-hmm. I, I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Most stuff, most stuff. Well, all right. I think it is time to say uh, what the prompt was for this week. Which That's was right. time period. Basically, we we tasked y'all to write a story uh, set in a certain time period. And I really do like how uh, within these uh, these stories we have a, a nice span of uh, stories from from different time periods. We have we have medieval, we have 80s, we have 90s. So yeah, I, I think it's really cool to uh, see that. Y'all really took this, uh, this prompt and uh, ran with it. Um, And the words that's used to accompany these stories were fold, exempt, writer and formal. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Yeah, I was excited to see uh, people, you know, uh, putting their stories in other time periods and stuff. So that was enjoyable. And um, and not all of them. The time period didn't necessarily. Some some of them were more like ambiguous, but the ones that mm-hmm. weren't, uh, I feel, really showed, um, yeah, some of the uh, knowledge of the time that the, these people researched, and um, definitely some of the the vibes of that time period. So I really enjoyed that.
1: Definitely, definitely. Uh, well, all right, I guess we can just roll on in to our listener sub submitted stories. Uh, so the first story we will be talking about this week is by Sarah penguin with going Viking which I really like that title
0: mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize that uh, Viking was a was a verb um, but um, mm-hmm. the the use of it in the story really uh, I- implies that so I guess it's something something new um I, I, yeah, I thought it was just the, their name but I guess that makes sense <laughs> to go Viking <laughs> they do um,
1: Viking and they are Viking exactly
0: um so uh, this story uh we start off in a weaving room with um uh some uh enslaved girls and um some other like wives of the of the village working together and, and doing you know women's work uh and two of the, the women there astrid and um sif talk about um well, one of them was uh domestically or, or sif was uh domestically abused by her husband which she was only a wife because she was like uh her her village was raided and she was uh taken home uh, as a as a concubine so a pretty pretty rough situation to be in um but they plan to make an escape together it's is a bit nervous about it but um they they plan to steal the 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 viking boat and and go all the way to iceland which is a green land which is always a fun joke
1: um
0: (laughs) but they they go out her husband is there and um he like threatens her and basically plans to marry off her daughter to another man just for you know his own ends, and uh, that makes her decide that okay she's gonna do it she's gonna she's gonna escape. Um, and we also see another um, woman being like brutalized there. And we can also the the one little bit of hope there is that uh, Sif and Astrid have some sort of um, relationship going on too, and they they support each other like that.
1: Mhm. Definitely. Uh. Yeah. So I thought that this story was really solid. Uh. I really like the beginning. How much time is taken to really set up this, 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 this situation while giving Sif a uh, strong backstory and reasons as to why, uh, she does want to get uh away. Um. I think the presence of the husband is very daunting, and it does create this really strong. Uh, this really strong tension and you do feel the really these and you do feel this sort of hopelessness that uh sif feels when the uh when the when the husband starts talking about marrying off their their daughter so i mean really this this story is really strong with uh in the emotions that it tries to um invoke uh and i really do hope that sif can get uh Away from this really bad situation, uh, but overall, really strong story, uh, and I think that I would be very welcoming to a second entry in this piece. So, really great job.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think my one critique would be that, like the good versus evil like uh, divide here, is a bit um it's like very white. very uh, yeah very obvious and and black and white which is like obviously even especially in real life uh, the the man in this uh, scenario was like an evil person absolutely but like mm-hmm. in the minds of both him and the the women in the story i think it is extremely obvious even then uh whereas i would more believe um like in like if you were in that situation yourself, you probably would buy into the rhetoric and and um, thinking that supports the status quo a little bit, you know. Like sure, yeah. one of the women being like, "Yeah, it's my it's my duty to, to still be with my husband even if he beats me or whatever," um, which like obviously to our modern minds is is obviously wrong.
1: But mm-hmm. I, I think, but you know, stepping back into that time period, mm-hmm. that is what was expected, supported during. That time.
0: I like these sort of um these situations i think wouldn't have uh exist we wouldn't have what's the word perpetuated if there wasn't um if the 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 sort of propaganda of it did not influence the 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 victims involved too you know Mm -hmm. um so something about that some some more um i think like reluctance to uh be so um I, I, i guess just like putting more of the like mind of of it, like an ancient person that like, lived in that scenario rather than our modern day perspectives but that's a really thing that's hard to balance and of course like it's really difficult to especially when it is something so wrong as this um mm-hmm. to uh balance so um but yeah but i, I really did enjoy it. and of course i, I do want to see these uh axe lesbians escape and and <laughs> live their wonderful lives together
1: yeah definitely definitely uh well all right up next is by write it tomorrow which who is a new writer thank you very much for writing in uh and their story is titled doobie (laughs) which is fun yeah (laughs) um
0: so this is uh an unsettling story to say the least uh so we have uh jack he uh, wakes up and then um sort of uh drifts back away to his dreams which he uh so adores and we go through it, and we, as we go through it, we understand, like, okay, this is some creepy guy. He's going to do something messed up. Mm-hmm. And um, he's at the side of a, a freeway um, waiting for, like, the right moment. He, he looks very generic, and we can see how he, like, judges everyone around him um and and thinks of people who are poor as like degenerates and and things so overall a bad person but uh he founds a a woman who needs help with her car uh she goes there or he, he goes there and uh basically like pretends to uh know how to fix her car and um then in the process, he tricks her into looking into the car's uh, internals, and that's when he slams the car hood on her um, until she dies. And then um, he uh, creams his khakis. Yes, <laughs> his pants get wet, uh, which is... And, and then that's when he wakes up from his dream and um, thinks about uh, how, uh, how unfortunate he has to leave his wet dream and... Um, but he's uh he's different he so he can't just lie there he has to get up because he's a doer bee he's a doobie he's gotta go do things
1: (laughs) Uh, it's really messed up yeah uh it is but uh i i really love how delightfully uncomfortable this story is i mean i am getting really strong um you vibes uh and i really do like um how much time is really taken in the beginning to like Show um, where uh, where sweat is on his um, on his a uh, sweatshirt, and like and like where the uh, sweat is falling on his brow, and we really do get a super strong sense as to what this person values, and and sort of what is painting the the world that he chooses to um uh, to live in, and I think the twist at the very ending is really shocking. Uh, but at the same time it does make make sense in light of everything else that that we uh, we read so overall this is a very uh strong story that is not afraid to walk with this really horrible character and I appreciate it for that so overall really really great job and thank you so much for writing in
0: yeah it's really got to have a uh... Uh, a new writer along with us. We really,
1: uh, that always makes us happy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, all right. Up next is by Jarby Jazz with Lost Deep in the Mine." So the, the
0: title kind of says it all right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have um, Mr. Smith down here uh, as he describes the situation that um, the the foreman uh, messed up. And now he and a bunch of really uh, young um I, I think young workers but basically kids is, is how he describes them mm-hmm. um trapped in the mind after like a, a cave-in and one of them is is injured but um not too too badly but still bad enough that it's, it's difficult to walk and uh he's mostly just mad about this uh and he's a bit worried about how he's going to get out there and then what's he going to do when he gets out there um but uh yeah these kids are like worried and they look to him f- for uh guidance and that's when he sort of puts a plan together. Uh, looks at the map um, and uh, decides that, yeah, they're going to find their way out of this uh, this cave system um, through another path. And um, we sort of get the implication that, uh, yeah, when he gets out of there, he's going <laughs> to really wreck some shit off <laughs> of the people who are probably responsible for this. Um, but it's nice to see, yeah, an adult sort of um, stepping up to the plate about this.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I felt the uh, pressure that this main character was feeling, sort of uh, being the oldest in this uh, uh, in this group of kids, uh, and I think the store did a really great job of of not only setting up this setting, but also um, building this this tension of this situation. I think the addition of these kids basically voicing their own worry really does um, kind of create this very desperate this very hopeless feel to this story uh and yeah i i do like how at the very end uh in spite of all of this uh, mr uh, mr smith does uh, does really craft this uh plan on on how to get out so yeah i think that uh this story is uh, really strong uh, i think it builds the the attention very well i do feel that as soon as a answer is found some of that tension does sort of fall away because there is that sort of beacon of um, hope but that's not really a bad thing but just a change in the story but yeah overall i i really really liked it it was a great story mm-hmm. um yeah
0: i i think there might have been like a little bit more um i, I don't want to say more like description uh of the, like the of what things look like because everything's in the dark obviously but mm-hmm. maybe some ambiance of like the um you know what does the air taste like is it like humid or hot or cool yeah. what kind um of that cave? sort of thing yeah yeah might have added a little bit more um ambiance to the to the story but i really really didn't an- enjoy the the sort of mental uh back and forth as this guy sort of debates what he's gonna do when he when he gets out
1: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> exactly well all right up next is by glittering coast with night out
0: um, so we have this character, uh, Albert Magnus, which is just as per, I don't say actually pretentious, uh, I guess just fancy a person as, uh, the name implies. Um, and, uh, he's outside of a club, uh, for a, some sort of, um, I think to, to procure his, um, his expertise, uh, in, in chemicals, <laughs> so some sort right. of drug deal, I, I think. Um, uh, but he's going to be paid at least a million dollars for it, I think. Um, but, uh that's just the, the the premise for why he's there but um the the story shifts after a motorcycle uh motorcyclist g- drives in and he's like sworn with women and uh, we see that albert is also pretty attracted to this guy um and um he goes into the club and he's trying to avoid this rider who's clearly a heterosexual uh but uh, they just mm-hmm. keep kind of uh, crossing paths and then finally they do dance together a bit, and Albert sort of puts his moves on uh, on the guy in a pretty, you know, um, not too bad of a way. Uh, I don't say bad, actually. I mean, like, not too. Oh, it's kind of forward. What do I want to say? Yeah, but it, it, like, but it's, it's like the skilled thick, flirt, you know? flirtatious way yeah. is what I meant to say. It's like it's subtle, but not subtle at the same time. It, it in a good flirty way, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we sort of get the implication that the the writer's sort of uh flattered in some way uh, by this <laughs> neither you know something might happen because of it or um uh you know at the very least still will keep dancing or something but yeah it was it was nice um i i really enjoyed sort of like the confidence that uh albert had in this um we definitely felt like a suave um gentleman's man uh, it, like a you get it it's like a like a ladies man yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not really good but um, um yeah yeah no. it's cool i liked it
1: yeah yeah uh, it's a really strong story i i really like the voice in the beginning how it's able to really not only set up the tone of this world and the story but also um speed through a, a lot of um of this main character's backstory uh up until the point that that they meet the uh, writer and i think that the dialogue be between them is is really strong it is um yeah, and and it's really telling us a lot about both of these both of these characters, kind of what they want from this situation. I think one funny part is uh, when the uh, is when the main character gives a compliment to the uh, writer. The um, writer just says "rad," and <laughs> just something about that made me laugh very hard um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean overall i just think this is a really uh this is a really great story that really does focus on a, a character and that's what pulls this this story through is that we understand who albert is or at least what they want and we get a solid sense of who this writer is and sort of how they understand that they are probably good good looking but there's a sort but there's a sense of humbleness there that I uh, really did like. So overall really great job Glittering Coast. Mhm. And our final story for this week is by Nippotin, with Chapter six. So this is another one of Nipotin's uh, vignettes,
0: and um, they say how they've been collecting some of their the shorter pieces that they've been submitting that's to uh, to do the right thing and posting them on Instagram. So that's uh, really really cool, and I was happy to see uh, the some do the right thing creations out there in the world. Um, so yeah, really really like seeing that nipotin um, but so this is a, a little vignette about a, uh, boxing match, uh, where a kid, um, who has just won the, the boxing match and, and totally put out the other guy. Um, but, uh, this is, uh, probably not going to work out for the kid because Joe, the observer in this, uh, fixed the fight in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was supposed to, the other guy was supposed to win, but the boy, uh, instead wanted a real fight. And Oof. so um actually yeah did the fight. And so we get the implication, uh, that this is not gonna turn out well for the kid. Um he the the crowd cheers, uh Joe uh, also does, but we leave with the final line, when I write about him, I'll have to be formal. So I think the implication of like writing about the death of this kid.
1: hmm Yeah, yeah. Um I think it's in Pulp Fiction where uh bruce willis's character is in a similar situation to this um winning a um fixed fight that they're supposed to to lose um and i really do feel that that sort of sense of not only regret but at the same time he is he is enjoying this <laughs> um victory that uh that they have and i mean overall i just really like this this short and um to the point style of um writing this this story i think it does lend itself for the audience to um fill in these these gaps while the words there themselves is giving us so much to really feed off of so yeah i just really think that this story knows what it is supposed to be giving us um and and i do like the sort of uh abrupt end but it also just makes sense for uh what is being built up so i mean overall i just really like this um this uh, format for this story and yeah i'm just really happy that you are um continuing to write in this style and uh putting them all out there for uh, more people to see so really great job overall
0: yeah, um, Glidden Coast commented about how um, the final line about it being formal sort of stuck out, stood out to them because um, they knew they were, like, looking for uh, the words and it felt sort of tacked on. And I can sort of see it, um, but I, I do think... So I, I as I went to st- reading the stories, I kind of forgot what the words of the week were. So um, I did not notice um, that um, the word formal was, like, specifically, you know, like, shoehorned in or anything. Um, although I, I will admit that it is, like a little bit difficult to fully understand the implication of that like why is this person you know writing um about this uh this boy like i like is it a you know eulogy obituary what sort of thing i don't know what the position of of joe is for him to to write about this right Mm -hmm. um but um i did think that the the phrasing worked it was just that like i did want like a little bit more information on like why he would be writing
1: yeah yeah definitely um But yeah, overall, thank you so much for everyone who did uh, submit your story. It does our heart good to have plenty of stories to talk about. So we would like to say uh, thank you to everyone who did submit a story this week. So thank you very much to Sarah Penguin. Thank you to Glittering Coast. Thank you to Ride It Tomorrow. Thank you, Jarby Jazz. Thank you, Nipotent. We would also like to say thank you to everyone who did leave two or more comments. Leaving comments not only lets you put all of your thoughts on your own story out there for more people to see, but you're also providing someone else with crucial feedback that can only help them and you become a better writer. So, thank you very much to Sarah Penguin, Jarby Jass, and Glittering Coast. Thank you so much for leaving comments.
0: Yeah, we always really, really love to see that um, interaction going back and forth between our writers. Um, and we really hope that y'all keep that up during the, the next couple of weeks as, um, you know, we won't be around the Spur uh, conversation through the podcast itself. But, uh, yeah, if y'all are able to put feedback uh, on each other's stories um, in between then, that would be super, super awesome and sort of like keep that feeling alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, yeah, we'd really, really appreciate that. If you want to be like all these wonderful writers and submit your story to do the right thing, all you have to do is sit down for thirty minutes, uh, write a complete short story using three of four randomly gener- generated words at the end of this podcast, and then post it on the subreddit slash r slash do the right thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you want to support us and everyone else in Doof Media, you can do you, you can do that by donating to the Doof Media Patreon. All, all you have to do is donate $10 or more per month to, to get access to exclusive bonus content, including our latest episode of Doof Over. Uh,
0: that's right. Um, we also, um, at the $5 level, we do have our uh, monthly Doof and Chills. We just did our, our, our Doof and Chill just a bit ago. I think um, last weekend we played Jackbox games with, with uh, patrons, and that was a lot of fun. Um, so. Yeah, if you wanted to participate in that, all you have to do is donate $5 a month. I think actually that might be our new minimum i think mm, <laughs> um, so yeah yeah uh, and of course uh, as is in now the the case joining the discord is completely free so if um anyone you know has not joined the, the discord but might benefit from being able to talk about do the right thing or any other uh, doof media channel or, or or podcast um go ahead and go to doofmedia.com slash discord to get an invite um yeah if you want to see the words as soon as they come out the best way to do that would be uh, at right thing cast on twitter and you can also send us an email at rightthinkcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com
1: mm-hmm. so alexander what is happening in doof media
0: uh, plenty is going on. I think there's currently a debate about pushing the, the game club a couple weeks or, okay. or a month. I'm not entirely sure yet, but just because uh, Disco Elysium is a really, really long game. Um, and <laughs> uh, yeah, we want to make sure that um, Elliot and Ruben get a, a, a full chance to at the very least play the game through at least once, uh, maybe twice, because the replayability replay- in that game is pretty good. Um, I just finished it for the first time. I really, really enjoyed it, uh, and I enjoyed talking about it on the di- on the Discord. Um, we've been, like, ex- exchanging some theories about, the, like, the themes and such, and that's been really, really enjoyable. Um, so, yeah, if you want to see um, some uh, people playing uh, games where you're, like, a drunken detective and you definitely mess up a lot and <laughs> say some weird shit, um, you could go to our, our Twitch channel where uh, those... Um streams are, are still held. Actually, I think they're also held on our, our YouTube channel as well. So a lot of options to to watch those streams. And watching the first hour of someone playing Disco Elysium is, is wonderful as you sort of see them react to, to that wonderful opening.
1: Well, all right. I think it's time to get into next week's words. Uh, so the topic for next week will be Journey. Uh, so basically, uh, it is one of the largest uh, story fo- uh, story frames out there. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's just about creating your own journey. Take a certain set of uh, characters throughout this entire overarching experience.
0: Um, yeah, so the the idea is um, right. Journeys are some of the most uh, quintessential, you know, uh, story tropes. Right, you go back to any sort of epic that's about the journey, the Odyssey, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they're really great for because they. Uh, really allow for like a sense of progress um, as the character's going through. It's really easy to to insert obstacles and other things uh, for the character to traverse. So you could write about um, you know a particular stage along a journey. You could write about a whole journey in in summary. You could write about the end. Uh, you could write about the beginning of a journey. Um, I, I liked the part of the reason I, I chose the word journey was because it's the word threshold, right? Crossing the threshold is you know the first step of a mm-hmm. journey is you, the first step you take out of your house. Um, and so many others. You could also write, I don't know, about like a, a mental journey or any sort of thing. So it's a pretty broad broad theme, and I, I hope you all uh, enjoy writing for it.
1: Uh, definitely, definitely. And the words you will be using to uh, help you create this story are threshold, remedy, security, and productive.
0: Uh, yeah, so as I mentioned, threshold is sort of the the, the boundary line Um. Uh, where people cross, um, mm-hmm. it's always like at the place people cross. Not every single line of a of a boundary is the threshold, yeah. I think.
1: And then also, it is a it's a very good song from the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack, a movie it, that does it? not hold up. Yes.
0: Okay. Uh. Yeah. There's a lot of sayings and stuff that that thresholds come into. Um. It used to be that uh husbands had to carry their wives across the the, the threshold rolled, yeah. uh, and other things. Yeah. So uh, a lot of things there. A remedy is a sort of cure or um. Uh, something to heal a specific uh, ailment of some sort. You know, mm-hmm. it could be like a potion yeah. or it could be like laughter is, is a remedy to uh, something. sad. <laughs> yep. And uh, then also it is a
1: very popular song by Seether. Wow. I wonder if all these are, are songs. But uh next are. word
0: is uh, specifically secure. Um, so to feel like safe, uh, that you are not going to be threatened by anything. Um, that is what it is to be secure um, if you lock your door you might feel more secure mm-hmm. and then finally productive which is uh, to be doing things that output uh, goods or, or something else <laughs> like that right the the um, doing an activity or being active in accomplishing something that uh, creates or contributes or otherwise is not like wasteful um, that is what a uh, pro- Productive means. So uh some options there. I'm I'm looking forward to it. What story are you gonna write next week, Jarvis?
1: oh yeah, so my story is going to be about a beautiful marriage. Um, between a uh loving husband who has made many mistakes and a very forgiving um and see the whole reason why they are getting married is actually because the husband wanted to. Um not because he wanted to marry her, but because he wanted a a remedy for the depression he has been facing throughout his entire life the whole time his his newfound wife was right there uh she made him feel secure um and even when he wasn't pro productive didn't have a job didn't have any possible prospects and was pretty much a a bum she stuck right there with him uh, for many reasons, but the biggest reason that they both said to each other was because they loved e- each other. So, after a very uneventful wedding night, um, uh, the wife carries him across the threshold in into their beautiful, beautiful marriage that only lasts six months. Wow, that's tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, the,
0: the story I'm going to write is about uh, a knight. He's a, he's a knight in a suit of armor. This is very important. He's in the big suit of armor, okay? And uh, the pr- the princess was uh, captured a while ago and is like real far away. So this knight, he steps out of the castle, crosses the threshold, right? And he goes on this big journey, all secure in his big suit of armor, never taking it off, right? And he gets all the way there. And then in uh, this fight at the end, he gets all beaten up. And the princess, trying to remedy the. The, the pains that this knight has faced starts taking the armor off except guess what there's nothing in the armor the Ooh. armor is empty it was a li- it was just a suit of armor it was it was just a su- it's a suit of armor himself and so taking off the armor was not pro- it was not productive <laughs> and it it died because all the all the ghost juice that was inside of the oh, no. of the armor leaked out and uh, it died at the end of this long journey so um, that's uh, never take off your clothes.
1: Wow, that's honestly horrible i mean if if only there was something he could say to her like hey don't take my helmet off that's my head um but no yeah. you're gonna be
0: like do the right
1: thing and and don't do that i mean yeah she she could have done done the right thing and, and not do that or that's what she